0: Josh Heupel is officially 1-0 at his tenure on Rocky Top. Hey, after what happened with Georgia State, I'll take that (laughs) all day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Rocky Top Times, where we talk about all things Tennessee Falls. My name is Sean. My name is Chase. Chase, we got some things to talk about against this big win against Bowling Green. Yes, I said big win. <laughs> Anytime, you know, we talk about Tennessee football games, any win is a big win. But all all jokes aside, uh, there were a lot of things that we liked. There were a lot of things that, you know, definitely need to improve as soon as possible before Pitt comes to town. Mm-hmm. So, just kind of give me your overall thoughts on the game.
1: Yeah, just like you said, I mean, there was a lot of things that I was pretty excited about and and there was other things that I was um I don't know if I'm necessarily worried about anything after Mm -hmm. the first game just because you know you're coming in with new coaching staff you got new players everywhere a lot of players playing you know valuable minutes for the very first time in a in a long time or at all Um, uh, a lot of players coming from another schools you know brand new system um, I know everybody's overreacting to the Joe Milton stats. I think that's really all that they're overreacting about is because he had 140 yards. Um, yeah. You know, if he would have, you know, had 50 more yards, 200 yards, I think everybody would be like, well, I think he maybe he just had a, an off day or something. But the overreaction to Joe Milton is kind of crazy as of right now. So um, just give the guy some time and, and uh, I think they'll, go, they'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, I feel like the fan base is kind of divided. I feel like half of them are behind Joe Milton and the other half, for whatever reason, are comparing him to Jarrett Garantano. I don't know if it's just because we've had such bad luck over the years, and I get it, you know. But, I mean, Garantano had so many chances and opportunities. This was literally Milton's first start at UT, and people are comparing it to him. It's just, I I don't remember Garantano flicking his wrist for 40 yards. You know, it's just... (laughs) It's, it's mind-boggling you know give give him some ch- time give him some patience i know it's hard because of what happened with jg you know he had a lot of time a lot of people gave him patience but it, it's apples and oranges um, i mean th- this dude has so much more natural talent in my opinion that's not a knock on jg but you know you can't be born not everyone's born 65 240 <laughs> with that athletic ability yeah. so um i you know let's just start with joe milton since we're on the subject so you, pe- you said he passed for 140 yards. Uh, I think he rushed for a couple touchdowns, too. Yep. Um, I honestly, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Of course, there were some things that we didn't like. I think everybody knows that he held on to the ball too long, and and he did. I, I agree with that, but yep. I, I love the fact that he just looked very composed. Almost, honestly, he almost looked too comfortable. Maybe that's why he held on to the ball yeah, He almost too looked long.
1: bored at times. Yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly and uh, therefore I, I don't know I, I just i love a guy that's big he's a dull threat and you know he 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 just he makes really good reads and maybe that's another reason why he's holding on to the ball too long but you know th- there was a play that we talked about and it's kind of going viral where he made two checks and neither one of them were op- you know were open mm-hmm. so he stepped on the pocket on his third read and th- threw it through a strike i think it was to Hyatt. yeah and how long have we needed that? You know what I mean? That that was a lot of quarterbacks' downfall, uh, you know, with Dormidy and with Carantano. They kind of just forced that second read, and it just it was either going nowhere. I, I don't know. I, I know there's a lot of hit or miss with, mm-hmm. you know, that first performance, but I was, I'm not going to lie, those first couple drives in the first quarter, those first two touchdowns, I was in love with this offense. And if Hypo mm-hmm. and company can make that consistent for four quarters watch out so what do you what do you think of milton man
1: yeah milton um yeah i expected the stat line to be better but i think i think a lot of people get carried away in the in the stats of um you know how many touchdowns you have how many passing yards you have um, mm-hmm. i mean his stat line didn't look great but i mean it's he was relatively efficient with what he had um i mm-hmm. mean 38 points we would have killed for that any time last year Um, just imagine, I mean, I know it was Bowling Green. I know they were pretty bad. Um, but still you put up 38 points when Joe Milton didn't really have a good game at all. Um, and, you know, I kind of went back and rewatched the tape a little bit. They dropped eight in coverage a lot. Um, so, I mean, there's, you know, they were dropping the eight, you know, there wasn't really that much room for our receivers to be open, um. You know, Milton was standing back in the pocket for a while. I did think that he could have been able to scramble a little bit more, you know, after mm-hmm. a few more, you know, a few seconds and a, a few reads and nobody's open. I mean, he's big enough to just take the ball, you know, get, you know, at least five to 10, 15 yards. Um, and I think he could have done that a lot more often than he actually did. Um, instead he did take a couple of bad sacks where he, you know, that kind of pointing stuff where he was pointing receivers to try to go to different places. Um, I, I didn't really think that that was that necessary. Um, and I think he could have just taken those for two um, scrambles and just kind of got away and, and kind of got us some yards instead of taking some bad sacks there. So, um, as accuracy on the deep ball, there was if you know, three or four passes where he just overthrew, um, two touchdowns that he could have had if he would have hit those guys. I mean, you know, things like that are, are just things that he needs to clean up on. You know, you're not going to hit every long ball. You're not going to, you know, complete every pass. Um, so just things like that I think that they're going to clean up on. Um, you know, even if he does half as good in, in, in the pick game and, you know, he, maybe he has 250 yards, a couple touchdowns, I mean, I think that puts us in a really good position to, to win, you know, just about every game.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, yeah, the pointing to the receiver thing, uh, a part of me was just like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, just, run, just run or – I, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to throw off the linebackers, but it, yeah, it just know. it came off. A part of it came off very conceited. Yeah, like, like cocky. Like Just, it, exactly. just run down Come the on. field
1: and I'll throw it, and you just run and get it. <laughs> like we're playing yeah. Madden or something.
0: Yeah, these defensive tackles aren't going to get here for another hour, so oh. go ahead and just run. But, yeah, I, I agree, and I don't know. I will say we'll get to the receivers in a minute, but – the receivers had some drops. Yeah, they did. And it, some bad ones. I mean, I'm talking in between the numbers on some of them. And had they made
1: those catches, there'd be a lot less controversy yeah. about
0: Milton right now. So Yeah, cuz well, I, I mean, mean one of would them have was,
1: had that would have been an extra almost 60 or 70 yards. So I mean, that's 200 yards passing. And I mean, you can't I mean, 200 yards passing is not, you know, into the world like fantastic, but he, he probably would have had another touchdown, either rushing or passing. Like we were telling earlier, he had 14 carries, 44 yards and two touchdowns rushing. Um, so, you know, he had some good production there. And uh, I mean, I think if, you know, the two balls to Hyatt, I mean, I don't know how he doesn't catch either one of those. And the one was behind him just a little bit, but um, the other one was perfect. Just right on the numbers. Um, but yeah, that would have added another 60 or 70 yards another two completions not only, but
0: not only that that one to Hyatt that hit him right in the chest I mean that was that would have been first and goal it was yeah. like on the four or yeah. something I mean it I, that was shocking to me yeah. you know I would expect that for maybe a freshman and uh, but not Hyatt and Yeah, I know Hyatt I don't want him to be too hard, hard on himself I know he like was tweeting some stuff after the game that he took down already but you know th- these things happen. That honestly, that's why you have these games. You know, like Bowling Green. So you can, you want to tighten those up. Mm-hmm. You know, and get ready for conference play or even next week against Pitt, who's pretty legit. So, yeah, yeah I was. Uh, and I can tell you this. I think Tillman kind of bailed Milton out on that one touchdown because <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he kind of sure. like had to backtrack and get like horizontal with the ground, but. You know, good good 50 ball. Honestly, you're gonna need stuff like that. You're you're gonna need the quarterback to bail you out. You're gonna need the wide receiver to bail you out. That's that's the beauty of college football. So mm-hmm. you kind of you kind of got to play some backyard football every now and then. But what a touchdown by Tillman, man! I was I was excited for him, and he almost had a diving ball. I think Milton overthrew him a little bit. But, yeah. You know, he had two did, to Tillman did,
1: that were uh, overthrows, or he just wide, yeah. you know he got behind the safeties and he was wide open. So. Um, you know, yeah. two of the – if he would have completed one of those, I mean, we're talking about a different – obviously a different score. I mean, 14 more points. We're looking at, what, 52 points?
0: Yeah, I mean, 38-6, to six, I'll take that all day. But, yeah, it, it's just frustrating when it could have been so much better. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah. And I think that's and, also yeah, the one encouraging
1: nine. thing, though, is it could have been so much better, and we still won by, yes. you know, t- 32 points or whatever it was.
0: Yeah, and I mean technically we'll get to our defense in a minute, but they didn't score a touchdown. You yeah. know they held them to you know a couple field goals, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take that all day. But yep. yeah, so regardless, you know Chase, I think I speak for both Chase and myself, but we were behind Joe Milton. We're behind whoever you know this coach and staff supports. And uh, did you like the Josh Heupel
1: offense those first couple drives? I was in love with it. Yeah, the first couple drives, of course. I mean they looked. I mean, they were pretty impressive just the way he marched down the field. I mean, it was quick. I mean, they were they were running plays, you know, every 15 seconds or so. So, um, it's kind of crazy to see something like that. When last year we were running at, what, snail pace, one play every two God, minutes geez. if we were lucky. And, um, yeah, yeah, you know, the, the only thing that I was – you know, of course, that second quarter where we ran like six total plays and had the ball for two drives. I mean, that was, to say the least, I mean, we had – you know, no stats in the second quarter, so I think that was another thing that kind of threw maybe yep. Milton off a little bit. You know, for a long time uh, didn't really have much time to to get in rhythm after that. So, you know, the offense I didn't think that they um, I didn't think that they did anything really that creative. I think they're kind of saving that for Pitt. They didn't really want to show him much, and I think that they're going to throw some riff next mm-hmm. week.
0: And you know, Joe Milton, there were a couple times where when he was rushing. He was, he kind of just looked like he was trying to be careful and not get hurt. And then there were a couple other times where he just took off. And I don't know if that was by design or what, but I feel like even when Milton was rushing, he didn't want to show off a lot on film. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. My mic kind of went out for a little bit. No, um, all good. I got one. I'll, I'll talk all day. You're good. Yeah. Um, either way, yeah, like I was saying, I think that the offense is, um, at times it's going to look kind of boring just because it's that read option kind of, um, you know, if the, if the run's not there, they can throw it out to the end. And I think you're going to see, you know, that kind of play just rerun many, many times. Um, so I think while it may not be may be a, an exciting um, offense, I think just the uh, the repetit- repetitiveness of, of some of the plays or. Um, it's just going to be kind of odd to see yeah
0: uh, but I love the confidence I love the composure but like we said don't, don't get too comfortable back there you know <laughs> don't yeah. don't don't get too complacent but another thing that people aren't really talking about is for one I love the different identity We we look like a completely different team than last year in a good way yeah and that's what you know, before our last episode, we were talking about how excited we were about just—we don't know who's going to stand out. We have our theories, but with completely different staff, completely different players leaving and coming in. But I 100% love the energy of this team on both sides of the ball. I, I thought they both were super stoked, super hyped. I just—and mm-hmm. it, it's contagious. So, did you see Elijah Simmons get double teamed and he patted—he batted that ball down and yeah. he he was just so pumped up and just everyone was getting into it. I that's what I miss. We haven't had that. I don't think we saw that at all when Jeremy Pruitt was there. It's just like they were they're almost like too afraid to celebrate like it was a boot camp or something, but man, yeah. I, it's just so nice to just see them having fun and getting into it and it's paying off. So you know, just shout out to the coaching staff. It might have been Eckler over there with a bloody forehead. Uh, you know, bloody forehead. That was crazy. <laughs> I I really wonder if he was just headbutting people with their helmets on, <laughs> like just I wouldn't doubt it. Just in a straight line headbutt headbutt. That dude is crazy. But man, I, I was so excited to see
1: that. So don't you yeah. don't you feel like there's just a different energy on the field with this coaching staff? Yeah, I mean, you could definitely tell that there was a different kind of energy. Um, like you were saying, I think that the last year I think they were just so afraid to make mistakes that that they weren't playing. you know they were thinking about everything too much and they uh, and they just weren't able to go out there and play like they you know they yeah. have you know in the years before. so um, yeah, I think you could definitely tell that within the defensive line you know our defense just in general um, looked faster. I mean they looked you know more they, look, they actually looked um, somewhat coached. I didn't think that we, we didn't even blitz that much, and we had 11 tackles for loss, you know, only a couple of sacks, but, you know, we, we forced, you know, their uh, quarterback to throw short routes, and I think that that was a big part um, in, uh, in why the, there was not as many sacks as, you know, they were doing like little couple yard rut, you know, out routes and things like that, little quick passes. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot of batted balls down, a lot of tackles for loss, like I was saying, and just the defensive line was in the backfield, I feel like you know all day long so Rodney um, Garner yeah Rodney Garner <laughs> is dude I he was at the um the Carnes and Powell game with with uh Heupel, mm-hmm. whenever I went to that the other day to watch Walter Nolan play and uh that dude looked like a a sergeant in the military <laughs> he was like standing there stone-faced this whole time <laughs> it was just funny yeah, I love that guy, man. He he just seems like such a
0: good dude too. Like in his, yeah. you know, his press conferences and stuff. But yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm excited, and you know, our our defense played with a lot of energy. And mm-hmm. one one thing that a lot of people aren't really talking about, in my opinion, are the adjustments that they made after that second mm-hmm. quarter because that second quarter, you know, they, they didn't give up any like splash big splash plays, but they gave yeah. you know they gave them some life, and they were you know, getting some third downs, and uh, I wasn't happy. I was very stressed out, and <laughs> I, I was afraid Bowling Green was, you know, going to pull a nightmare at Neyland, and I, mm-hmm. I, I, I was just afraid that that kind of handed a formula to other teams, and, you know, this is how you slow Tennessee down. This is how you beat them. But, you know, uh, shout out to the defensive coordinator, man. He, he made adjustments and uh, very, very good adjustments. I can't remember the last time we've had defensive adjustments like that in a game. So I was very excited to see that. And shout out to Theo Jackson. That dude played his – He was all over the place. He played his best game. You weren't lying, man. He he was everywhere. He didn't look exhausted at all. He, <laughs> I feel like as the game went on, he was, you know, looking faster and stronger
1: throughout the rest of the yep. game. So he was awful. You know, we, we didn't see that like at all last year. Like he, that came out of nowhere for us. Um, I know Heupel, his press conference today – uh, his weekly press conference, everybody was, I think somebody asked a question. They were they were saying that Tillman was, uh, or Theo Jackson was all over the place. And um, I know you all were, were saying that he was going to be good in coming out of the, the fall camp. Like, yeah, that's exactly what we've seen all camp, and that's exactly what we were expecting from him. So um, that's encouraging to see because I was kind of worried about who was going to take over, you know, in the in the defensive backfield to, uh, huh. you know, kind of be the leader back there. We found him. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be him and I think he's just gonna be uh he's gonna be a hawk back there. Yeah. And we need it, man. We we need yeah. We need players to step
0: up and he did that. That that's by far the best game I've seen him do. He was all oh, yeah, over the place. Sure. And he was so nonchalant in the press conference. He was like, Yeah he's like, I just did this and did that and I'm like, You yeah. were you're all you're all over the place. So shout yeah. out to Theo Jackson.
1: Um, let's go back to running backs. What do you think of the running backs? Yeah, they, um, so Tion Evans, I think he was more impressive than Jabari Small, to be honest. Yep. Um, he had 16 carries, 116 yards. Um, what was more impressive is 7.1 or 7.3 yards per carry. Also had a touchdown. Um, I mean, he just looked pretty impressive, honestly. I mean, like we were saying earlier when we were talking about Milton, they were dropping eight in coverage, um, only rushing really three guys. You know, they were keeping one linebacker maybe, you know, sitting there in the middle of the field. but. He was able to make people miss, and so was small. And I think they were both actually pretty impressive. Um, Tion Teon
0: Evans looked so comfortable. I know I've been yeah. using that word a lot, but he just he just looked so comfortable, and he had great vision, and he had yeah. He not only had great cuts, but they were very quick. You know, the, like when he would make a cut, it was too late. Yeah. Like you could just kind of see it pan out, and yeah, that nineteen yard touchdown run he had the student section was incredible i mean yeah. when he made a cut i thought he was going the other way he like juked me out just from watching <laughs> so yeah you know he, he could have cut to really turn that defender around but i think he thought the defender thought he was going to do that so he went the other way yeah and it, it was beautiful but and he's mm. fast dude he's got a really quick burst so if you can get him you know within you know the 30, 30 yard line or closer to the red zone Watch out for that, man. He, he He's strong, too. I thought Jabari yeah. was kind of – it's weird. I thought Evans was going to be a slower bruiser, but I think he looked just as fast as small, in my opinion.
1: I yeah. Mean, he, he was yeah, – I, mean, I think they're they're close to about the same size, I think. I think Evans ha- – or, yeah, Evans has a few pounds on him, But, um, yeah, they both look quick, and they both look like they can make people miss. And um, I'm excited to see what they're going to do against uh, um, a pit defense that's going to be, you know – course they're going to be better than Bowling Green but someone that's you know they struggled against the run last year um, but hopefully we can get some more yards on them and and uh, um, really use them to our advantage for that game I'll
0: say this about Bowling Green I know they were one of the worst teams last year
1: that is not the case this year they
0: looked a lot better this year I mean they were they were completing passes and everything I don't I don't <laughs> think their stats at the end of the season are going to be as bad as their same as their team last year so but, yeah, man, I, I'm excited about our running backs. And not to take a hit on Jabari Small at all. He had a great game, and he had a touchdown. And I think you have on here, he was averaging 5.3 yards per carry. Which, yeah, which is you know, still really good. Yeah, I mean, two of those is a first down. So, I will take that all day. So, yeah. I, I, was, I, I loved them both. And they were both blocking really well, too. You know, whenever they weren't handed the rock, they were blocking very well for Milton. So, yeah. Obviously, he was pointing, you know, drawing out a map with a whiteboard, on the receivers <laughs> to go pe- places and everything. So, yeah, but yeah, so our team had two sacks. I saw Tyler, our boy Tyler Barron, got a sack in like midfield. I thought that was really cool, and um, yeah, he. I think he's just going to continue to get better and grow, and um, yeah, man. What What do you think? Anything
1: else on the defense you wanted to touch on? On the defense, yeah. Um, let's see. On the defense, I mean, I, I thought that the defense just in general. I mean, they only gave up, I think, 30, 32 yards on on um, for rushing yards on, to Bowling Green, which I think is uh, fantastic. And I think they got most of those, you know, within in the garbage time in the last few minutes of the game, whenever. Yeah, um, a lot of our backups were in. I think when most of our starters were in, they only had like four yards total rushing. Um, but overall, I mean. You know, I thought, I thought our defense played really well. I mean, of course, they only had two field goals, no touchdowns, and um, I didn't really feel at any point that we were really struggling that much. I mean, they had they had that one big play on that wheel route and uh, that kind of kept their drive going, but other than that, they didn't really give up any long plays or, or anything like that. So um, I think next week with um, Byron Young maybe coming back, I think he should be, uh, which was a big – Big hit, I think, um, since he wasn't able to play in this game due to an eligibility issue. Um, Hopefully we should have him back, and that'll be a good pass rusher for us um, going into the pit game.
0: Yeah, and we'll keep you guys updated on that as well. If you follow us on social media, uh, we'll definitely try and retweet whatever comes out as soon as Hypo makes it official. But Still no news on it yet, but they're hoping to hear back soon, so hopefully they'll get that appealed. But, yep. yeah, uh, defense, you said two words that are music to my ears, and that is no touchdowns. So anytime yep. your defense <laughs> can do that, I don't give a crap if it's – I would say ETSU, but I'm going to say Vanderbilt. Anytime you're playing a team <laughs> like Vanderbilt, I don't care if you, uh, you know, hold them to no touchdowns. That's impressive, and I'll, I'll take yep. that all day. So shout-out to defense for holding them to two field goals, or one field goal, mm. two field goals. Yeah, they hit that. I, yeah, I remember they hit the second one from like the fifty. I was like, of course, this dude just hit a fifty-yard field goal. Yeah, at kneeling, he's probably like eight years old. Did you keep hearing <laughs> all these things about how, you know, they're they, they a walk-on, you know, true freshman, first time ever playing center. football? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, center. So, but I'll, I'll take that all day, man. And yeah. I, I was just impressed. Love the adjustments and everything like that. Uh, let's go to receivers. I know we talked about Hyatt missing a couple, but, you know, he still did some good things, and uh, Tillman had that one. But what do you think the receivers, man? Do you think they struggled because of, you know, the double? it seemed like everybody was double coverage. And uh, do you think – I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely had a, a, a part to play in it, that they were, you know, dropping seven or eight in coverage six, seven, eight times, or, you know, every time. So um, it definitely affects your ability to get open with uh, Milton's accuracy not being, you know, that great in this game. I mean, it was kind of hard for, um, um, you know, I guess the receivers to get open, but they were probably my biggest disappointment in the game. Just, well, I guess really just Hyatt in general, just the two drops. Yeah. Um, they could have really extended drives. They could have, you know, had a couple more touchdowns not that we really needed them to, I mean, all it would have done is just make us look a little better, but, um, you know, the drops don't instill confidence. I don't think so, you know, in the back of Hyatt's mind in the pit game, are we going to be worried about, you know, I don't want to drop this. I don't want to drop this instead of him just, you know, playing the game. So, um, you know, that was probably my biggest disappointment. Um, there was just that, but other than that, I mean, the You know, Tillman was able to get behind some safeties, and and, you know he was open there for the long touchdowns. But Mm -hmm. um, you know, Milton didn't hit him on those. Peyton, I thought looked pretty good. He had a couple good catches. Um, You know, we were missing Jimmy Callaway in the game, but it seems like he's going to be back for next week.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And um, other than that, I mean, we didn't really see much. You know, running backs coming out of the backfield making any catches. So um, I thought that would happen a little bit more. But we didn't really see any of that, so, Mm -hmm. you know, honestly, that was really about all I had for the receivers. But um, I think that they're going to throw some wrinkles in there, so we're going to have some more um, big plays for next week.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Peyton had a couple catches. That dude is a lot faster than I thought he was going to be. He he caught a ball near the Mm -hmm. sideline and took off, and I was like, my God! So, yeah, um, I'm welcoming him with open arms. I know we talked preseason about how he's going to have you know, a big bigger role, and he's he's got SEC experience. So definitely glad to see that. I think there were a couple things, obviously, that, you know, is a reason why the receivers, and I'm with you, they were probably my dig- biggest disappointment too. But, you know, we talk about how Tennessee is like, they're trying to get wide receiver U back. You got a guy with an offensive mind like Heupel. And Cody Burns, you know, who was at Auburn, and, you know, he yeah. won a national title with them. So they, they have all the right things that they could deliver but I think one of them I think they were trying to be very conservative in the passing game um, you mm-hmm. know I, I think Pitt is a very huge game for Hypo and for our program so I think they were trying to just keep it as basic as possible I think that's one thing um and two they just they just gotta focus you know you can't have those drops that Hyatt had I don't mean to hate on the kid by any means I love Hyatt but, you know, when you're playing against these toss-up games like South Carolina, Missouri, ugh, I don't know about Kentucky. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> yeah. th- these toss-up games, you cannot afford that because it's moments like that, those drops, you know, in the red zone, that's going to make it or break it. And you got to, got to, got to compose yourself. Hopefully they'll tighten up the hinges. I think they will. But mm-hmm. I, think, I think they just need to focus a little bit better for whatever reason. And – You know, maybe they're just shaking off cobwebs. You know, it's been a while since they've been in an actual game. That, But I I have all the confidence in the world that they'll get it turned around. And I I will say also, you mentioned that they dropped eight. I think they were, you know, almost double teamed everywhere. So, yeah. It was good to see. I think I have all the faith in the world in Jalen Highley. I think he's gonna still have a breakout year. By I'm not gonna call him out by any means for missing that. But man, if you miss out in a South Carolina game, you're gonna have a lot of fans mad. <laughs> so <laughs> drop it in Bowling Green, catch it in South Carolina, please. So, but yeah. yeah, and we mentioned Tillman. You know, he had that awesome fifty fifty ball in the end zone. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was really happy to see him get that. I feel like he's been there forever. So I'm glad he's taking advantage of his time here. So, yeah. What do you what do you think of our? Um, you have in here about third down. What do you think about our third down efficiency?
1: Yeah, third down efficiency. I mean, that's huge for you know going back in the last few years. We were terrible on third down. We just we could we were always in third and long. Um, you know, we could never stay on the field to to um, sustain drives for you know any decent amount of time. Um, you know, usually around the fifty percent mark. If you can, you can. Um, you know, continue the drive, you know, 50% of the time on third down, I mean, you're doing something right. Uh, I think you'd be in like the top five in the NCAA on that on that category. So we were 7 of 15, so we're almost at 50%, which I think is awesome. Um, you know, if we can keep doing that, there was a couple of times whenever Milton did a quarterback design run on third down, which helped. I mean, it was, you know, perfect, beautiful. Um, yep. I think a lot of those, I think we need to actually do more of those. As I think uh, Milton, me and you were talking about this uh, earlier, Milton looks a lot more comfortable whenever he's he has designed runs for him rather than scrambling. Um, and I think that will be huge if we can continue doing that, especially with his size. Um, mm-hmm. So offense, third down efficiency I thought was fantastic. And if we can keep that up, I think um, not only will we score more, obviously, because we'll have the ball for longer, but um, – we'll be able to uh, keep the other offenses off the field as well.
0: Yeah, the third down's obviously huge, and, you know, 7 for 15 on offense, that's pretty dang good, mm-hmm. So, especially in a brand-new offense, brand-new team, brand-new coach. Yeah, You guys know the deal. I'm not going to go over that, but, yeah, I- I'll take that all day for sure. And um, yep. did you – sorry, I did you go over Bowling Green's third down, what our defense did to
1: them on the other side of the coin? I didn't. So we were two for. They were two for fourteen on third down for Bowling Green, which is, I mean, phenomenal for us. I mean, uh, great job on the defense of stopping them uh, on third downs to get off the field and uh, have the offense have more chances on uh, offense to score more touchdowns for them. That is huge. Two for fourteen. When's the last time yeah. my defense did that on third down? So never that
0: that is huge. I didn't hear I didn't really pay attention much cuz I have two kids and they're screaming all the time just kidding <laughs> But, you know, did they have like a new third down song or was it just kind of
1: they actually played like a few different ones. They had like the normal that's what one. Um but I didn't really see much about it. Yeah. Uh,
0: maybe it's the new lights. Maybe they have like I heard laser those were pointers. Terrible. <laughs> maybe they're going in like the quarterback's eyes yeah. and just <laughs> making him go blind. Yeah. But I heard that had-
1: nobody really liked the lights. I, I tell you that. Oh really? Oh man. Yeah, they said that they were so lame, because they kept the the full lights on, so you could it just looked like flashes.
0: <laughs> what? The whole yeah, point of usually whatever
1: yeah, that they usually uh, turn yeah they turned the turn the bright lights off and then they just do the flashing ones the LED ones but nope oh my, they just gosh. left them on and then just <laughs> played some flickering orange lights. I'm assuming. Good lord!
0: Well, hopefully somebody's listening, and we'll we'll tag them on Twitter if we have to. But
1: yeah, Danny White.
0: Yeah, come on, Danny. That's ridiculous. But we out we outgained them in total yards. You know, four hundred seventy-one total yards for Tennessee against Bowling Green's two hundred nineteen. So, uh, one thing that we do need to get corrected, other than you know catching the ball when it's hitting you in the numbers. <laughs> Is turnovers. Uh, we actually had two yeah. lost fumbles, and we still won thirty-eight to six. That that's a gift. So, what do you think of the turnovers, man? We it sucks yeah, I just that can't have them. exactly, exactly. And one thing, you you guys can say what you want about Jeremy Purrett, but one thing is evident. He was very big on not turning the ball over. I don't believe in benching a guy for like six months if he fumbles or throws a pick, but I'm not going to go that extreme like he did, but yeah, you you cannot turn the ball over, and you know
1: uh, uh, if, if he was that big on turnovers, he should have been JG, for <laughs> seventy-five <laughs> interceptions. Hey, but he he probably threw twelve hundred <laughs> yards in <of> practice, so that's <laughs> all that matters.
0: But man, two lost fumbles. I hated to see that one. One of them, uh, Milton didn't even see the guy when he was running He just knocked it out. Had he had it up and high, it, it wouldn't have happened. But yeah, and uh, I don't, I can't remember the other one to be honest. Was it a Milton fumble? Uh, honestly, let me check here. While you check on that? I, I don't. I'll, I don't remember who fumbled the other one. It was one. um,
1: Marcus Pierce. He was a running back. Oh, so he's probably like twelve string running back. I've never heard of that guy. Yeah, I think he's four string.
0: Okay. So it was probably in like he was, the last minute.
1: He, he's then. our four string running back instead of Beckwith. I think I thought that was kinda weird. That is weird. I haven't heard anything about this guy at yeah. all. Like he's I've a heard of, like you And he's starting over really? Beckwith.
0: And Lynneth Whitehead. And Whitehead. Hmm. Good for you, Marcus Pierce, but hold on to the dang ball, yeah. please. Yeah. I
1: know.
0: So but yeah, third downs were huge. I love the – I think a lot of that came from the adjustments to you know, after mm-hmm. the second quarter when they were – when Bowling Green was kind of getting a lot of energy because it was 14-6 at the half, if I'm not mistaken. So, mm-hmm. Bowling Green was still in that game, y'all. That's it – was, it was pretty scary, I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> the adjustments they made, I felt so much better. So, this is why yeah. – it's so hard and stressful for me to watch a game live. I'd rather us know we beat them thirty-eight to six, and then just watch the game to see how he did. That yeah. way, I know the end result. So, but man, uh, but yeah, what you, are you? Did you like those adjustments that they made? I don't know what they did, but
1: it worked. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that. Um... I think it, it's what most coaches usually did, but I feel like, you know, with Pruitt and their staff, I mean, they just never made adjustments. Um, well, I, I'm sure they did, but I mean, it never worked. So, no, they didn't. um, you know, coming out, I think the very first drive we ran eight straight run plays um, scored a touchdown off those plays. And it's just, you know, from there, I mean, the running game just opens up so many other things. I mean, if you're able to run the ball, I mean, you got to put more people in the box, you got to stop it. So, um, leaves more opportunities for receivers to get open because they're not dropping more in coverage. Um, you know, it just opens up so many things. So I think that's going to be huge for us going forward. Um, you know, with these with these two to three good, really good running backs that we have, if we can really you know use them to our advantage, I think that's going to open up a lot of things for Milton to to do some better things downfield or or however they want to you know do that. Um, uh, offense there so um on defense i thought that they did a really good job they didn't score any points in the second half they didn't really have that many yards in the second half i don't think so um kudos to them as well
0: yeah and thanks for bringing that up with the running backs i forgot to mention that but yeah i know milton threw for 140 yards i know the receivers weren't anything special but when you have two running backs and both of them got 116 yards on the ground i'm taking that all day so they
1: rushed for 326 yards
0: yeah, I would definitely just hand that ball off the whole time. And I think this yeah. pit, we'll get into the pit breakdown in the next episode, but it's no secret that their defense is very good. I think this is going to be a real, real cool matchup with our running backs against their defensive line and linebackers. So uh-huh. definitely excited to see that test, and hopefully they can you know come away with it. But what's one thing that impressed you the
1: most in this first season, or first season, in this first game first for Hype the thing I think it impressed me the most, I think it was the defensive line. Honestly, yeah, um, you know their ability just to get in the backfield the whole time, especially coming off last year where I feel like we didn't really, obviously we we fired our offense or defensive line coach like in four games, stepped in as the defensive line coach, which from what we're hearing now he didn't really do much to them or didn't really press them that much. But now that we have Gardner in here, um, you know, a couple sacks, eleven tackles for loss, it's just you know, for us just seems unheard of. So um, if we can continue to get that kind of production, I know we're not going to have 11 tackles for loss against um, probably against Pitt. I mean, they got a a decent quarterback back there, but um, you know, if we can keep getting production out of the defensive line, that's just going to help the defense so much. And uh, um, just overall the defense, you know, they were kind of my highlight of the, of the game.
0: Yeah, they were, they were very impressive. Theo Jackson yep. was extremely yep. impressive. Um, the thing that impressed me the most, uh, it's kind of a cop-out, but I, the running backs, man, they mm-hmm. they were so impressive to me. I did not think that both Evans and Small would have 116 yards. I did not think that we would rush for over 300 yards. I thought we were going to pass, pass, pass. I, of course, I know Heupel loves to run the ball a lot, but over 300 yards – I, I I did not expect that. So mm-hmm. I I was expecting both of them to get like maybe 50, 60 rushing yards apiece, something like that. Really? But Yeah, yeah. Unless they had like a big breakaway play. But I just expected, you know, Hyatt and Tillman and, you know, Peyton to catch it a lot more. But I'll I'll take that, man. I I'm excited about that. But to yeah. me to me the running backs were extremely good. And <laughs> if one of them had rushed for over 100 yards, I would think the other one would maybe have like 50, 60. Maybe I should have worded it that way. But yeah, yeah for both of them to have over 116, I love it. Love it. So definitely excited about that. Um, what thing scares you the most? What do you think we need to improve the most, uh, you know, after seeing the first game? Um,
1: I think the, the biggest thing that we need to improve on, obviously I think – I don't think Hyatt's going to have a problem catching the ball going forward. I mean, it, it's going to be a problem if he if he continues to do it that way. But other than Hyatt, we didn't really have many drop balls, but um, that needs to be cleaned up. So the, really the only other thing that, that really was, I guess, lacking was just, uh, I guess, Milton's um, accuracy, which I know that that's going to come with more reps. Um, and you always improve – they always say you improve most from your first game to your second game. So um, – I'm not saying I don't think that I'm worried about Milton's accuracy, um, mm-hmm. unless it continues to be a problem, which yeah. is essentially the same thing as Hyatt. I think it, the you know the yards are going to come. I don't I don't care if you know I'd rather have him that have come. 140 yards and three touchdowns and 300 yards and one touchdown. So yeah, um, you know the stat line. I think it, you know it says more once you dive into it a little bit more. But um, yeah, just a little bit more accuracy. Some you know better deep balls he needs to work on he can throw it You just got to be more accurate with it
0: yeah i definitely agree with you there obviously getting rid of it a little bit faster for milton and yeah and just you know i am glad you look comfortable but don't look too comfortable back there don't be yeah. taking naps but yeah get rid of the ball sooner and definitely the deep balls for sure um i'm gonna be different just because i don't want it to be boring but I'm going to go special teams. I think we need to improve on our kickoff return and our punt return. I don't think – did our punt return ever catch it and return it at all? Did
1: he ever try and take a shot? Um, I don't think he did. See. Now, punt returns, it looks like we had two uh, – We have, they punted three times. Uh, Trayvon Jackson – or Theo Jackson had two punt returns for 14 yards, and then Flowers had one for negative two yards. They have Theo Jackson back
0: there. Dude, if he gets hurt on special teams, <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like whoever was back there at punt return kind of just watched it bounce. They did like the two-finger <clears throat> point at the ball thing, you know, and – I'm just like man, just catch the ball. They they looked a little bit nervous to catch the ball, and they didn't want to turn it over, which I get. But I feel like their punter did
1: that. did that stupid rugby kick style kicks yeah. too. They just you know they just run sideways and then they kick it to the other side, and it just bounces forever. So those are always a little difficult.
0: Yeah, I feel like they're trying to do that for, so we can get a lucky bounce on our player and get possession yeah. too. So, but yeah, and uh, Velas Jones, man, I really want him to do. Maybe we're spoiled with. You know Evan Barry, but I really want him to get a little bit better in the kickoff return. I know, I know Pruitt and them were really excited about it, but I, I don't think he did anything in the kickoff return game last season for us. And yeah, hopefully he can get that turned around. I I think he he I don't he's a veteran. He came from USC. I think he can get it done. But hopefully we can see some improvements in both of those areas. And watch out if you can. So. Did you yep. check? Did you check out any other games? Uh, oh wait! Before we do that, was Juwan Mitchell was he playing at all? I didn't see him yep. anywhere. He was okay. Maybe I was just yeah. expecting him to have a much bigger impact. Um, and mm. I'm not. I'm not mad at Theo Jackson for taking that spotlight on the defensive side. But yeah, I, I was just expecting him to kind of, you know, just fill in for Henry T and not miss a beat. So <laughs> okay. But he was yeah. out there making plays. And he so was, on. but
1: I, I don't know. I mean, he didn't. I don't even know if he had any stats or anything like that. But I I know that he was back there. I don't think he made a single tackle. But
0: hey, you weren't on the bad highlight of missing a read or anything, so (laughs) we'll take that. Road. Did you catch any other any of the other crazy games? Uh, It's funny because people were complaining about winning and then after they see all the games saturday they're like you know that that ain't too bad after all yeah so.
1: i'll take somebody but you know bama only won by 31 we won by 32 so tennessee's better than bama <laughs> oh yeah
0: that's how it works transitive property always works in college yeah, football always
1: yeah i mean i didn't move from the couch all day from you know 9 a.m for college game day till you know midnight on uh, saturday night but crazy well obviously Friday night started with the the banger there um, Virginia Tech beats North Carolina 17 to 10 in Blacksburg I mean that was just uh just man if you listen to our previous episode my my predictions are going down the drain quickly I, not only did I pick Sam Howell to be the uh, Heisman winner he throws three interceptions uh, also picked North Carolina to be in the uh, playoff. Uh, and they lose their first game and score 10 points. So um, I think I may be a little off there. I think they're a little overrated. Um, <laughs> You're not alone either. Did you hear who else said did, that they were underrated? Uh, uh, Matt Brown. Yep, he called yeah. him out too. Did he looked like he was, I don't know, he just looked tired. I don't know what was going on with him. But Well, he's like um, 107. I <laughs> know. Yeah, I mean. I mean to score ten points when you have Sam Howell at your quarter as your quarterback. I mean that's pretty uh, pretty bad, honestly. I mean Virginia Tech played well, but throw three interceptions. You know you got, you know you've had some good recruits over the years, last couple of years, and, and
0: yeah, it just wasn't a good look. People need to realize this is a huge win for Tennessee because North Carolina has won. Is a huge recruiting ground for Tennessee. Yeah. So the fact that they blew this on a, against an unranked Virginia Tech team, I in love, prime time, I love it. So recruits will take notice. Hopefully that will help us out in the recruiting game. But yeah, there, there's a ton of recruits in North Carolina that Tennessee needs. So yeah, I feel like there's a, they always have good defensive tackles in North Carolina. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> you know, I think that's where Sha Tuttles from. Or, Something like that. But really? man, uh yeah, I was I was in love to see that. And then I love Ty Chandler, but you can't help but smile whenever <laughs> he leaves us and then they just <laughs> drop that ball. So yeah. I was I was I was very excited for that. Yeah, I'm sorry your husband candidate hit a road bump. Uh my husband candidate who I think most of the nation had, uh almost freaking choked and by choked I mean Chokolahoma I had Spencer Rattler winning the Heisman, and they almost, uh, he threw a couple picks, but they almost lost to freaking Tulane, I think, at home. Dwayne.
1: So, at home, yeah.
0: I don't even know what their mascot is. I don't even know what their colors are. But The green I, wave. The green wave. Man, that green wave, they almost drowned them boomers sooners. It was rough <laughs> for them. And they, honestly, they had a horrible call go against Tulane. I'm yeah. not saying they would have pulled it off, but they would have had a much better shot yeah. had they given that call. Right. It, it was absolute garbage, and mm-hmm. if, if I was if I was their coach, I would have been furious. But man, I, I was I was rooting for them. Man, I love to see an underdog story like that. So, yep, I, I was really really happy for that. And another team, I was actually excited about this one. I can't stand Alabama, but for whatever reason, I feel like Miami Hurricane fans. They run their mouth so much in the <laughs> off season. Even their quarterback, uh, you know, was it Derek King? He was. Yeah. He posted a picture saying, or not even a picture, but he just said a quote, and then they made a picture of it. But he said they're going to beat Bama, and it's not even going to be close. Little did he f- let him out of the building. Little did he know he forgot Nick Saban is still the coach, and yeah. it's still Alabama. They absolutely destroyed them. It could have been a lot worse than the score said and uh, I wasn't happy about that because we got to play them in October. But, man, um, it just
1: – Ammo is just something else, dude.
0: I feel like their their defense was very
1: impressive, uh, and their quarterbacks. They, I mean, the offense just – they lost a Heisman winner in a, in a wide receiver, lost another first-round wide receiver, lost a second round in Najee Harris at running back, lost a first-rounder in, in Mac Brown – or Mac jones a quarterback and they lost three offensive linemen and they put up like 600 yards 50 points against a top 10 15 team in miami and you know it's just you know like what like it just doesn't make any sense and um you know they just like everybody says they just reload and you know it's just another year it's like nothing ever changes and they just it's just insane honestly yeah, I mean you have five star recruits that are grey shirting.
0: Yeah. I even know I didn't even know what that was until Bama started dominating. So Yeah. You you have five stars, you know, sitting out a year waiting to get their time to shine. When literally if they went to Tennessee, we'd probably name a street after them in a few years. So <laughs> it yep. it's just crazy, man. It's just another brick in the wall over there. It's nuts. So yep. Uh, did you check? As good as Bama's defense is, I think Georgia's is even better. That Georgia, man, that was a game. That Georgia Clemson game, it was just defense, defense, defense. It was the defense that you know scored the only touchdown too. They had that pick yeah. six. So, whew, are you? Uh, <laughs> I guess obviously we're all scared of Georgia because their defense is crazy. But what do you think of that Georgia Clemson game, man? Were you were you pulling for either one, or were you just glad to watch a good game?
1: No, I mean, I'm obviously I don't want Georgia. I thought Georgia was going to win going into it. Yeah. Um, of course, I don't want Georgia to win ever. I want them to lose every game. I'm pretty annoyed with Clemson just because, you know, I'm tired of them just being in the top the whole time. So um, I think it's going to be really tough for Clemson to get in the playoffs with the remaining schedule that they have. They should um, – I mean, honestly, they should win every game with the amount of talent that they do have. Um, they don't really play anybody at all. This year, other than Georgia, and they yeah. lost. So, um, you know, their offense struggled a lot. I mean, I know kudos to Georgia's defense. I mean, they're freaking good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, their offense just looked out of sorts. Their quarterback DJ Wingalele, whatever, however you say his last name, yeah, He looked honestly. He looked bad. <laughs> he didn't look good. He looked. Uh, he looked pretty shook. Um, and it's just, you know, if that, they were saying that offensive line was just not as, as good as it has been for, for a long time. And, um, you know, their offense could be in for, a for a shock this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they, uh, got, you know, uh, beat by somebody else sometime this year.
0: Yeah. They, their offense looked awful. They, they did not look. They just didn't look like a typical Clemson. I know they lost a lot, but they also still have a bunch of five-star receivers on their team. So, yeah, they they looked bad. And I agree with you. Their quarterback, he looks scared. It's almost like he Mm -hmm. went to an ACC conference to avoid defenses like the SEC. But, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I will give him – I will say, you know, it is tough to have the first game of the season against probably the best defensive line I've seen in a long time. So that
1: they were in they were unreal, honestly. Yeah.
0: Even their linebackers were I mean, they were their linebackers looked like they were running four three forties. Like they were just oh, yeah. sh- shooting out of a cannon. So Whew. That was that was scary. It's crazy. Man. Um so Florida State and Notre Dame, that was a crazy one too. it looked like it Notre Dame, insane, yeah. It looked like Notre Dame was gonna put it away, but Florida State just kept battling. Maybe it's the Bobby Bowden ghost, I don't know, but I was uh, I was actually pulling for Florida State. I can't stand Notre Dame. I don't think anybody. Notre Dame. I don't think anybody likes Notre Dame except people in Indiana. But man, (laughs) um, I think they. I can't remember. Did they score a touchdown in overtime or a field goal? I think they kicked a field goal in overtime.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because Florida State missed that field goal to um, just put points on the board in overtime. Oh gosh, heartbreaker. (laughs) So.
0: Yep. Yeah. That that was a crazy game. I always I've been to Tallahassee before and um that that stadium is beautiful. I'd love to go to a game down there, but it's always hard cuz I like going to Knoxville more. So. <laughs> and I got to give a shout out to my alma mater, ETSU. <laughs> they beat the living crap out of Vanderbilt. I mean, they didn't just win by like a field goal. They they beat them bad. 23, 23 to 3 or something like that. Yeah, 23 to 3. That that's pitiful, Vanderbilt. That's an all-time low. I think this will be a winless Vanderbilt team if they play like that. I mean, they, oh they, god, were, they have to be. They they, they may get
1: like even even we may beat them by like ninety. Like they they're really bad. Yeah. Like how do you score? Uh, this team ETSU started the program like five years ago, yeah. and uh, you know Vanderbilt's an SEC school. <laughs> And uh, they score three points against them.
0: That's bad. Three. That that's bad. They they might not score a touchdown all season. Uh, it, e- ETSU, I think
1: ETSU was their one was their one chance. <laughs> I
0: I agree. I think ETSU was like the only team that you know they thought was a for sure win. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't looked at Vanderbilt's schedule just because. You know I'm not a loser, but I don't I don't know who I don't know who they play this season, but you gotta imagine ETSU has had to be. I mean they're an FCS team, so. Whew.
1: I don't. Hey. But like I said, they started their program five years ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at their schedule right now.
0: ETSU Buccaneers. Are you looking up Vanderbilt's? Any other? Uh, yeah. I bet you had to. Type in the whole thing too. I bet Google searched it and have like a recommendation <laughs>
1: just because nobody's been Google Vanderbilt's schedule. They play uh, Colorado State, uh, Stanford, Georgia. They play UConn. UConn's really bad. Like they're they're real bad too. Jesus. Uh, Christ. Then they play Florida, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Missouri, Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Tennessee.
0: They play Ole Miss?
1: Oh, before us? Oh gosh. Well, they play Georgia too. Can you imagine that defense against? that terrible offense
0: if Kirby Smart has any type of soul he'll just put in like his third <laughs> string after they after they're up by like you know 40 yeah. points but y'all know that quarterback he might be walking away in a casket good lord I, that that defensive line is gonna run through that offensive line so
1: yeah speaking of Ole Miss though they're up 26 to 3 right now against uh, Louisville
0: Oh, I didn't even know they were playing. That's why they were playing tonight. There's so many weird different
1: Matt, schedules and games going on. Matt so. Corral has uh, – it's in the third quarter, and he has 296 yards. Yeah, he's he's going to be good this season. He's going to have a breakout year. I think he's like a dark horse candidate for the Heisman. So. Well, I think he's – him and uh, Bryce Young for Alabama, I think, are the front runners obviously right now. Yeah. especially I think after... Spitzer Rattler's falling back and DJ ungalele uh, He's falling back quite a bit. They
0: looked awful. DJ Ukulele, he might lose some sponsors after that game. Like, they were awful. Yeah, he's with Dr. Pepper. Oh, phew. I bet Dr. Pepper regrets that one. He <laughs> he looked rough. I didn't even think. Did they have, like, I know they threw it to Justin Ross, like, once, but, like, did he have, like, more than, like, 30 passing yards? I mean, I don't remember him throwing it hardly at all. I think
1: he did, but I don't okay. think it was anything it, like it, great.
0: It seriously just looked like he was running for his
1: life. so. Oh, he was. No doubt about that. He had uh, 178 yards. Wow. That is a lot more than I thought. Yeah. Wow. He was 19 for 37.
0: The, uh, the stats make it look a lot better than it was. I was expecting yeah. something much, much worse. I was seriously expecting like 30 passing yards. I don't remember him passing <laughs> it at all. <laughs>
1: Well, One thing that did surprise me, I thought that, you know, Clemson's defense is, you know, pretty dang good, too. I think they're a top five defense as well. But yeah, um, Georgia's offense, I mean, I thought that they were not very efficient, honestly. I mean, they didn't really do anything to uh, really move the ball down the field very much. JT Daniels was, you know, he was just a game manager, it seems like.
0: Yeah, I wasn't impressed with George's offense at all. Even their no. running backs, like they didn't they didn't usually have like a go to stud yeah. running back and. Zamir White played well, but other than that, they didn't really have
1: anybody else to. Really
0: yeah, yeah, he played he, he played well, but you know he wasn't like the Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle no. type backs we've seen, and I know he's I think he's torn literally both ACLs, so. But, yeah, I wasn't impressed. Was George Pickens playing? No, he tore his ACL. Oh, that's
1: right. Okay. <laughs> he won't be back until later this year, and uh, then he'll play of course those. Eric Gilbert is out for personal issues or personal. Dude, he's not teams. even. Then, he's not even on the team right now. Yeah, and think. then Darnell Washington's out, and then I feel like they had one other guy. So I mean, what if if they get all three of those back this year, um, they should have some pretty good targets for uh, old uh, JT Daniels throw to.
0: You know what's going to happen, right? But, All three of these guys are going to be ready the day before you t- they play UT. <laughs> yeah, and JT Daniels will set a record 5,000 passing yards against us.
1: You know that's why they moved the game until – because, you know, we usually play Georgia like early. the early, And now we play them the, our third to last game now.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll have everybody so ready you know, and healthy. I, just in time for CBS. <laughs> yeah, in time for Gary Danielson, though. Driving nuts for four hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, did you have any closing thoughts on anything before we wrap this thing up? No,
1: I think I'm good. Stop overreacting on uh, Joe Milton. I think he's going to be all right. Yes. And uh, this Pitt game is going to be pretty good, I think. I think we're evenly matched across the board.
0: Yes, I trust his coaching staff. I trust Heupel's offense. And mm-hmm. I honestly, I trust Joe Milton. He has not given me a reason not to at this point. But uh, I, I trust him so far, man. He um, just don't look too comfortable back there. And if he can get that deep ball going and, you know, not hold on to it too long, uh, they can be very deadly. Uh, before we go, Heupel said something in his press conference today. He said that the – The way they executed, and I think in the second quarter or the second half, was the worst that he's seen them perform on offense. Like the entire off season and everything. So that is extremely encouraging because I thought there were some things that we liked. So uh, I'll tell you this: that was the best offense I've seen in the past (laughs) like four years. The entire time through it was 2016. Yeah, and that includes the Auburn win. Like that that offense was good that day, but. This offense looks so much more balanced. I can see how it can be a nightmare for a lot of defensive coordinators, you know, in yeah. conference. So, I was definitely excited about that. So, well, let's wrap this thing up, man. That's going to do it for this episode of The Rocky Top Times. Be sure to check us out on Twitter. We post stuff on there all the time. It's Rocky Top Times 98, and check us out on Facebook, The Rocky Top Times. My name is Sean.
1: My name's Chase.
0: As always, go Vols. Go Vols.